0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark. And I'm Biz. And we have cask beer and it's great. I can't imagine a better drink to have after the fantastic weekend that we just witnessed. What do you think?
1: Yeah, there's no better way to celebrate a great weekend of American football than having a nice real ale in front of us, at blue jacket, which we tried to go to for so long. Oh, oh my we're God. finally
0: here. Yeah, this time they did, some company hasn't rented the whole place out, but we have finally <laughs> got a chance. Blue Jacket, uh, close to the Navy Yard in D.C. Yeah, fantastic house brewed ales house-brewed real in ale. their cask. It's phenomenal. It's a really good band. But yes. moving on to the more important thing, this may have been the best divisional football weekend that I've ever experienced that did not include the Seahawks.
1: Um, Seahawks reference drink. He got it in early. There you go. Got the drink. He got it in early, people. There we go. Cheers. But. I was wondering how long it was going to take you to get it in this time. Well, we
0: don't have to talk about it anymore after (laughs) this. See, it's different when you have a team that you're rooting for that's like your team because there's only one game every single week that matters. Yes. Yeah. When the team is eliminated, you're like, okay, I can sit back and just enjoy football. Yeah. So we had four amazing matchups. We had Titans-Bengals, which was a great game, Packers-Niners, which was a great game, Rams-Bucks, which was a great game, and then Bills-Chiefs, which may have had the best last two minutes in any game I've ever watched. So, holy crap, Where I don't even know where to start. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Bengals-Titans to get the weekend going was amazing, and you yeah. kind of think, okay, and then every game after that was kind of even better. Yeah. You know the. You know, the, the kind of... Every game left you at like the edge of your seat. Best, yeah, and they left the best to last mm-hmm. with the Chiefs' uh, bills, which was just... Uh, I, I slightly disagree with you on... It It was by far the best two minutes of a game I've ever seen. But I think the whole game was amazing too. So yeah. I have to go back and re-watch
0: that game. Uh, I only started jumping into watching that game since I was doing a little bit of editing that night uh I only jumped into it at about like the last quarter or so so I witnessed the entire Ooh, quarter but right. I was keeping tabs of uh, tabs of how things were going back and forth and I will have to rewatch that game but you know what why don't we just start right there with Bill's tips as no part more? of our yeah. recaps
1: yeah why not let's do it
0: I have never seen as much traction on a sports chat that I participated in than in this one particular game the amount of people saying holy crap, or I can't believe that just happened um, before I even got to starting no, no, to watch sorry, that yeah, game. Yeah. And I mentioned this to you before when I was showing you my chat. After every single score in that last two minutes, I sent the text message, did the Chiefs or did the Bills leave too much time on the clock? And I posted that three times. The uh, the Chiefs scored, or sorry, the, the Bills scored. Did they leave too much time for Mahomes? Mahomes scores with like no time whatsoever. Did they leave too much time for Allen? Allen scores with 13 seconds left and everybody's like, it's over, it's over. And I just chime in with, did they leave too much time for Mahomes? And they clearly did.
1: Yeah, I, they did. For me, it, it, it was a game for the ages. I mean, I, I, I cannot remember a game I've seen that had that much tension and excitement ever. Um, and it wasn't just that. It was the talent on both sides. was just incredible. I mean, I don't, re- I don't really believe in sort of moral victory, but if ever there was a moral victory, I mean, Josh Allen proved to everyone what an amazing quarterback he is. He's legit. And he is, he's legit. He's amazing. He's I mean, the right guy to help the, the the right potentially to help. lead them. Yes. But the other guy's better. And the other team has Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and you know, you know, you've heard this on like twenty-seven or twenty-eight teams would kill for Josh Allen, yeah. but thirty-two teams would would want Patrick Mahomes, right. and it, it looked, it was like, it was a shootout. I didn't think it was going to be a shootout, but it was a shootout. It was like, it was almost like a prize fight where just two teams that were evenly matched, and it was just last man standing. It, it, it like. It, I liken it a little bit to um, Rocky 2 where, where Rocky and uh, Apollo Creed both hit the canvas yeah. and Rocky just gets up before Apollo Creed yeah. and it's like Patrick Mahomes got the ball first in overtime so the Chiefs won yeah. and it, it does lead, it does open up a large conversation about well should the overtime rules be changed in my personal view I do think if the Bills have got the ball back. I do, think, I do think the Bills they, they would, have just won. would have scored. Yeah, I think they would have scored. But, you know, at, that's a conversation for another day. What What is there left to say about Patrick Mahomes? I mean, he was just unbelievable. I mean, we talk about Adam. this with Brady all the time. Did, did we leave too much time on the clock? Yeah. And with Mahomes, 13 seconds, I will say, as an analogy, it is, it is fine. And I did hear this on ESPN, so I'm not going to take credit, but it's interesting how the Chiefs, in 13 seconds go 40 50 yards to give Harrison Bunker 49 yards. Well, remember, goal. they had their timeouts, to and the at Cowboys that point. couldn't get a playoff in 14, 14 <laughs> seconds. Enough said. Uh,
0: they are who we thought they were. Accident
1: uh, waiting to happen. I want to make a
0: point, uh, that yes, you could take a look at the score and just say, Well, just Pat Mahomes just like completely destroyed the Bills defense. I don't really think that's what it was because the defense is. Played tough, they played hard, yeah, they and, and they were just outmatched by the quality of the quarterbacks. Yet, yeah. there were only ten seconds in the entire game where the game was beyond a one-score game. Uh, at the end of the third quarter, uh, the Chiefs went up twenty-three to fourteen, and then immediately Josh Allen threw a 70, uh, seventy-five-yard pass to bring it within two points. So this was never a game that was out of the reach for the Bills. Clearly, because they
1: took the lead twice in the last couple of seconds, and. I, th- I think another thing that st- stood out to me was just the playmakers I mean we, we talked about this a few weeks ago Travis Kelsey when um, when the Chiefs beat the Chargers yeah just when it counts he- he's just an absolute beast like I, I-, I mean mm-hmm. whenever you need a play whenever you need someone to make something happen him or Tyreek Hill like again last two minutes I And mean, again I- it's stunning to me that 25 points were scored the last two minutes it's absolutely crazy I
0: mean, it's just unbelievable to speak on your travis kelsey comment one of the things that i've been really noticing about him he he blocks very well he uses his physicality extremely well and for his size he's extremely fast for his size he reminds me about the best parts of gronk with the best parts of jimmy graham yeah as far as like like this is what you get when you take those two tight ends in their prime and put them together yeah um people will say that gronk was arguably like the best tight end of all time. I would still put that with Tony Gonzalez at that point. Right. Uh, Jimmy Graham is arguably the best deep threat weapon tight end that we've seen in our generation. But if you're taking a look at the closest comparison or the closest competitor to who Tony Gonzalez was as the best tight end of all yeah. time, it's
1: Travis Kelce. Yeah. It's I Travis Kelce. I think already, he, he, when all is said and done, he, he will... He may be the greatest. He, he may statistically be Statistically the greatest. Statistically, uh, he, yeah. Um, and Tyreek Hill what a weapon I mean yeah what a game I mean we, we could talk this whole podcast on that game I think it would be good to m- move on to the other games but yeah what, what a sensational and I will say just credit to the Bills I mean they just they, went, they fought so hard and I feel sorry for Josh Allen I mean literally if that was against any other team We'd be sitting here saying they're at the AFC Championship game.
0: Before we leave this game, I want to come up with a couple of stats
1: that I think are fascinating.
0: Do you know who the leading rushers were for each team in that game? Yes. You see,
1: So you're always having a go at me for not knowing my stats uh, going on guts. So top. tell me. Josh Allen for the Bills was the leading rusher. And I'm I'm just going to take a wild guess and I'm guessing Patrick Mahomes was the leading rusher. Wait, not CEH? in proper It was not, not CEH. It was not CEH. C- C- no. He did have a couple of good runs, though. He did. I don't, yeah. Uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, both of them
0: combined for four touchdowns. Pat Mahomes got all of his, uh, sorry, uh, Josh Allen got all of his touchdowns in the air and Pat Mahomes ran for one. Yeah. Um, giving a shout-out to Gabriel Davis, who had a breakout uh, game. What? All four of the receiving touchdowns for Josh Allen went to Gabriel Davis. Yeah. Um, he, he's been kind of like a, a name that kind of gets lost in there. He reminds yeah. me of like, gosh, like, a germane curse for the Seahawks as far as like, he's that like kind of like scrappy guy on the team who just yeah. always manages to find a way. Yeah. But he's on a team where Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs are arguably the two best options and then he got yeah. Dawson Knox.
1: And you uh, saw how the Chiefs very much were like, we're going to take Diggs away and and so it left, you know, and, and you know, the Bills were like, okay, well fine, We've, you know, yeah. Gabriel Davis was... Will...
0: He did not shirk no. from that moment. No. The, I'm looking at the win probability chart for this game, and it looks like that for the last two minutes, this game had a heart attack, of where everything like
1: shot up and down and shot up and down. I'm just gonna—I I have to stop you. I mean, as someone that is not from this country originally, we, we all—we all love to know how Americans love their stats. This stat, what is that? Win probability. I was gonna—I was gonna curse one. who gives a. A flying I mean, what, for molly. What, what, what the bollocks is that about? I'm sorry. Right. Like, So like, the win, win
0: probability, probability is okay. it's more so like for the betters. It's more so for people to be able to okay, follow fine. along and say like, well, how far is my betting done? And you can take a look at this and like you may be able to take a look at this and do prop bets in the middle of the game. Like you suddenly see like right here, the Bills had a 93% chance to win with what looks like it's uh, a minute 39 left to play. And you can look at your buddy and say, uh, I'll give you 4 to 1 odds that the Chiefs win. At a certain point the game. At a certain oh, no, point of the game. On. You can that's take on. a look at this and, like, you can use it to be able to have some fun. Yeah. Is this the end-all be Clearly not, because this was not the only time when the probability thing kind of looked really, really weird to the game. Um, I just, the, the stat just, I, I'm just like The there. only non-Super Bowl games in the postseason that matched this that I recall as being so exciting. Seahawks? Well, I, have to, I, I do have to bring up the Seahawks 49ers. <laughs> 2013 game with the tip at the very, very Uh, end. Michael Crabtree. uh, Yeah, the Richard Sherman over Michael Crabtree. Like, that was an amazing game where both teams were going back and forth and back and forth. But also, the AFC Championship game that led up to Super Bowl Forty One with the Colts and Patriots where Peyton Manning finally got the Brady... Uh, monkey uh, off of his back, back. Yeah. and everybody was yeah. thrilled for yeah, that at that point yeah that game that was an exciting and absolutely thrilling game to watch in the playoffs yeah. so th- th- this one holds that type of esteem for me
1: yeah it, I mean it was it was an unbelievable game to, to finish an amazing playoff weekend so but yeah why don't we go back to the start of the weekend yeah to
0: another amazing game um I don't know like Justin texted me after this game. Uh, there, there, we're, talking there, the a, we're talking about the Bengals Titans. Uh, Justin, shout out. Big Bengals fan. He just texted me, Joe Burr. Ice cold. <laughs> and you can't call him like Joey Ice or something, because you've already got Matty Ice in in, yes. in Atlanta. But like his name is Joe Burrow, so
1: Joe Burr. He, yes. like Like he, yeah, he is ice yes. cold. Cold in his veins. And was, he, he had that amazing good. last last he did. drive. And he's very calm. He doesn't he doesn't give off a lot of yeah. Emotion, which I think sometimes in these games you do need that. Yeah. Ice cold, like, okay, I'm not going to get too hyper and I'm not going to get too down. Just keep it even keel. For me, this game was interesting because I, I actually don't even, I don't even think the Bengals played, partic- played particularly well. But Burrow did. But Joe Burrow did. Tennessee, obviously, Derek Henry was his first game back. And he was actually pretty good. I mean, he was okay considering the injury he had. But Tannehill, I mean... First pass pick, uh, last pass Last pass, pick, pick, and he just—you know—we talked about this. Are we going to talk about is he, is he the answer going forward? Because people always talk about him as this better than game manager, but I think he was the reason that they lost that game. And you know, I will say as a neutral, as much as I love Derek Henry, like I think everyone who likes this sport wants to see Derek Henry get to a Super Bowl. And maybe it's just me, but Tennessee—they're not a particularly exciting team. And I'm glad the Bengals are moving forward. A because of their history, I will say—you know—you always have a go at the stats. This is their first away playoff win in their history. Yeah, for the Bengals. It so it was so believable. So how about this for I a mean? statistic? Joe Burrow
0: got sacked nine times in this game and still won one yes you remember what I was talking about last week the thing to pay attention to in this game was the Tennessee Titans pass rush yes and I said that's gonna be the difference right and for the most part it was right because Joe Burrow was was crushed the right. entire game I mentioned before Jeffrey Simmons Jeffrey Simmons finished that game with I believe three sacks right and Three, also three tackles for loss. Yeah. So the offensive line for Cincinnati did not protect Burrow as well as you would have wanted to him to. Yeah. But it goes to show more to the legacy that Joe Burrow is building in his first full season as a starter. Because remember, he got injured early in his rookie season. This is the first time he's been able to get all the way through his season. Goes to the playoff, has won now two playoff games at this particular point, One at home and one on the road. And now he's going to be going to the AFC Championship game when he's had that much adversity, literally in his
1: face from a pass rush that tenacious. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Burrow went down time after time after time, and the fact that he still managed to pick himself up, get that drive going, and, and manage to get them over the hump. If you had said to Tennessee beforehand the Bengals were only going to score, well, hold the Bengals to 19 points, given the firepower they have with their wide receiver called Joe Mixon. I'm sure Tennessee would have taken it yeah. and and they just uh, offensively they just you know Tannehill Tannehill was the reason they lost for me he, he was he was very poor and, and I think he got exposed that he's actually not a great quarterback I think when he moved from Miami and he and he has been very good in Tennessee because there's this framework where they allow him to play behind one of the great running backs when, when all is said and done of all time and that's their offense. And they just say to Ryan Tannehill, don't make any mistakes. We'll use a play action, get A.J. Brown involved. He's a great wide receiver. Julio Jones, obviously, still still very good. Still playing well. And, but, you know, when it counts in, I mean, Tannehill was Jimmy G-esque. <laughs> that, that's actually a fair comparison, I'd say, although Jimmy G is still
0: playing for next weekend.
1: Well, fair enough, fair
0: enough. Here's one thing I, did. Tannehill play poorly? I would say yes, Tannehill did play poorly. The first interception, I call completely on him. Uh, the second interception was also on him. That last pick that sealed the fates and gave the Bengals great positioning to be able to go down was not his fault. No. If no, you looked at it. that play, uh, Westbrook-Akine, the ball landed square where his yes, hands it were did. and it hit him on the numbers and yeah. he just didn't catch it. And the ball bounced up right into the waiting hands of this, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, secondary. I want to say it was Mike Hilton who possibly picked that off. Sorry, sorry, it was, it was uh, Wilson. Wilson's the one who uh, picked that off. That pick was not on Tannehill because he put the ball where it needed to go. But that being the case, I would not be shocked if you saw at the end of this first round in this year's draft the Titans go for one of these stretch quarterbacks like a Desmond Ritter or a Matt Corral if he happens to fall. A lot of people are saying this is a down year for quarterbacks it's a year for quarterbacks who are development projects and when you've got a guy like Tannehill, who he has one more than or not or two, he can still play for a year or two and you can take a desmond ritter who arguably needs a little bit more time and or you can take a matt corral who actually still has to recover from an injury that he suffered uh in the last game of the in the bowl game that old played still have Tannehill and let him know that hey we are drafting for the future and we're still going to give you time to be able to prove if we're wrong or not, a la Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers showing right, them right, up, right. but I don't think anybody's comparing Ryan Tannehill to Aaron Rodgers. No.
1: <laughs> well after his weekend performance
0: maybe i mean they're, they they both <laughs> were playing a couple of days ago and this coming True. weekend they're both not well that is a good segue that is a great segue, a great segue to get into our next game which was the saturday night game of the 49ers over green bay um had we known the news from friday that we knew when we did our episode earlier in the week it may have changed their decision i made i i, I made the comment I am not going to be a coward and I'm going to make my picks based off of Derrick Henry playing and based off of thinking that Fred Warner and Nick Bosa were not playing. So I'm like, I don't know any of this information, but I have to make my pick now. So it turns out by the end of the week, Fred Warner cleared to play. His ankle was okay. Yeah. Nick Bosa, despite it's the fact point. that he had to urinate on the side of a school in uh, in Green Bay, uh, was, was cleared from his concussion protocol and both of them were full, full go. I probably still would have picked the Packers based off of the quarterback yeah. play of both teams, but Jimmy G has won that matchup before.
1: My takeaway from this game was, I, I do think there's ironically something weirdly psychological when the Packers play San Francisco. I think on both teams, I think San Francisco feel very confident when they play Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers has lost four times to San yeah. Francisco. Multiple
0: times in Lambeau.
1: Right. And, In the playoffs? and Yes. I mean, the last time they played them, they lost. Although, the 49ers were the number one seed. But, I have to say, this game stunned me. More so than, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the Bills-Chiefs was just a great game. This game stunned me. I And particularly after the first drive, the Packers just went down the field and scored so easily. I A.J. Always was, Dillon. I almost was going to turn it off because I was just like, oh, this is over. And then the 49ers was so inept offensively for the first half of the game i was just like this is going to be this is going to be a blowout but somehow that defense of the 49ers and i'm going to use they said this on the broadcast fox that front four they got pressure on Aaron Rodgers time and time and time again they made him look so average it was unbelievable they 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 Pressured him and they got to him and and he couldn't do what he normally does. And I will say that defensive front, they're so powerful, they're so confident. The San Francisco and it, and it's, front. Yes, yeah, San Francisco front. And and it and it, there is something and I, I don't, there is something almost akin to that 2007 Giants team where they're not actually very good, but they have this one area of their team that they are lights dominant. out and they are dominant and they are better than anyone else. And if you, or, 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 you know, you just think, okay, we're gonna hold this team to 10 points. You know, if, if, if Green Bay had said, okay, San Francisco are gonna, you know, score 13 points, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would have taken it. But again, it's, we can get into this again in later episodes, but Aaron Rodgers, as amazing as he is, won Super Bowl, again loses in a playoff game. Didn't even make it to the NFC Championship, even game this and year. again the number one seed. And last year the number one seed again. They lose to the. But it's like, when when are questions going to be asked about well, it is, and it happens every year. Every yep. year in the regular season he's amazing, and I see the mirror the mirror of Peyton Manning again in the regular season was amazing. I be a lot of people say he's Peyton Manning was the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, but his playoff record wasn't great. And Aaron Rodgers, you know... Still got to four Super Bowls, though. He did. And And he won two. And he won two. I mean, you're right,
0: actually. Like At this point, like... Aaron Rodgers has been in one. Aaron Rodgers is likely going to get his fourth MVP this season. Although, if we're going off of statistics, I would say it probably should go to Brady. Because Brady had better statistics. Um, Unless the only statistic that matters is touchdown to interception ratio. Right. The... If if Aaron Rodgers gets another MVP, he's going to be one regular season MVP behind Manning, five versus four. But it's the postseason success. Yeah, you can say, well, I mean, like it was Peyton Manning that much better than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I could probably say. No, not at all. I mean, in terms of talent. No, we're not talking talent. We're talking about their success in the game at this point now. Because oh. at, when you're at the age that you are with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think anybody is going to argue. If Aaron Rodgers, or it's going to make the case that Aaron Rodgers is less talented as a player no, of not. than Peyton Manning. But which one of them at this point has had the better career? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Multiple times he's broken regular season records. Yes, that's true. Aaron Rodgers has done uh, passer rating records multiple times. Uh, but you have to succeed with those. How many times has Peyton Manning broken the regular season record for touchdowns? He did it twice. Yes. And passing yards. Yes. A couple of times. Yes. Uh, he's been the number one seed multiple times, but he doesn't always need that to be able to get to where he is. No. Um, the He made it to three Super Bowls where he was playing at peak performance and won another one when he was just kind of an afterthought. Yeah, and I
1: wonder, I, I, I have this strange feeling that that might happen with Aaron Rodgers. That he's going
0: to go somewhere else.
1: Well, not even, I he might and stay. And not be look, the focal point to win. Yeah, or he might even stay in Green Bay where and, and maybe a slow decline may come in where he's not. Aaron Rodgers as we know him and maybe they'll ride you know i do not Aaron Jones or, or, or some other part to another Super Bowl whether it's in Green Bay or someone else but or somewhere else but I just yeah it's staggering to me there's someone that good has still I mean you're right aside of winning the Super Bowl he's only ever played in one yeah you know like as like you say Peyton Manning you know before it was always to talk about okay well he only won one but until the that Super Bowl against Carolina he had played in three yep. and lost two you know so but. but now
0: we have the entire body of work for Peyton Manning you can look True. at it and recognize how stellar it actually was True. the the thing about Aaron Rodgers is a lot of times people have said well he really needs a great team around him he needs to have a good team to be able to do these things because he can't always do it himself even though he has clearly shown that he has the ability to lift them up
1: yeah.
0: Um. I'm sorry but how many number one overall seeds in the NFC do so you need to be able to get to another Super Bowl. Uh, if I recall correctly, he was not the number one seed when he won his Super Bowl. No, 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 they
1: weren't. I, th- I think, I think they was... were a wild card. Oh, I think they might have been a wild card, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I, I, don't, I think that that's a bad excuse. Um, you don't need the number one overall team, you don't need the games to go through Lambeau to be able to get that. And he, he has been talented enough to be able to lift them up there. But when you've got a team like San Francisco that is built on the pass rush right. and built on the run, that will succeed. We were talking about with the Bills and Pats before, that yeah. can succeed in cold weather. Yeah. Uh, this is what happened to this game. Right. If I was to tell you at the beginning of the game that, hey, there's only going to be one touchdown or, or one score offensively the entire game, and it's going go to go the, to the Packers, and you were going to ask me who's going to win that game, I would probably say that game's going to the 49ers.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, also, shout out, before I forget about oh, this, about. to Tal- Talanoa Hufanga for getting the other touchdown in the game yes. on that blocked punt. Um, I sent the text message to a bunch of people, what the hell were the Packers doing when that uh, that punt was blocked? And I've calmed down a little bit since then, and I've taken a look at that play, and I saw what happened. Uh, immediately after the, the the ball was punted. The block happened like right there because it was an in the face and it popped up. Right. The Packers were looking downfield to see where the ball was going because only the punter and the player who blocked it yeah. really knew that the ball was blocked immediately. Um, and then you had the right hand side of the defense who suddenly realized, wait the ball's about to come down here, Kalanoa Hufanga jumps on it when it... Uh, when it falls down with no Packers in sight and just strolls in for an easy touchdown, which ultimately was the difference. The Packers defense was stellar this game. they were absolutely amazing in this game. And if you're looking at this score and you're like, "Well, this was just a, a failure of the of the offenses," I would say that's not fair to say how how talented these defenses were playing. Um, I have, in the past, not on this podcast, I have talked about how I don't think for the 49ers, Eric Armstead is a good pass rusher. He has proven me wrong ever since I've made that statement and complained. He played great in this game. Um, on the, the Packers side, Rashawn Gary, former first-round pick, linebacker for the Packers, showed up in this game and, and showed everybody that he is one of the, the reason, like this level of play is one of the reasons why you take a linebacker so high. Uh, he right. got two sacks, three tackles for loss, four additional tackles. Zadarius Smith coming back got a sack that game. Kenny Clark, one of the best interior defensive linemen, aside from potentially just Chris Jones and Aaron Donald, also gets a sack and a tackle
1: for loss. Right. As you say, the Packers defense was really good. And if you said, okay, well, San Francisco's only going to score 13 points, Who's going to win that game? I think 99.9% of the country will say with the Packers. And I think it showed how good the San Francisco defense was. But the other person that stood out to me, you know, we we just talked about Travis Kelsey. Like, your big game players, your superstars, when it counts. Debo Samuel was hobbling. He was clearly hurt. And he comes in the play of the game at the end to get that first down. He comes in, he's basically on one leg and he runs seven or eight yards for that first down. He's an absolute stud. I mean, th- and he the looks like he's is.
0: running down with like a halo of nobody touching him right. for those like right.
1: eight yards because he knows how to run in in, right. in, in, in little space. Right. So good. So, you know, yeah, you know, they've got, they've got, you know, despite their quarterback play, they have got a few studs. And, and interesting to me that, that the way they overcame, like after the Packers scored that first touchdown, that first half when and you probably saw when George Kittle dropped it like I was just like this is George Kittle arguably the best tight end in the game and you're like and when that happened I was like this is going to be like 35-0 like I was just like and then um, I think Debo Samuel dropped past two maybe yep. and, and, and between I, I those just, two yeah. they had three drops yeah. and I was just like this is this is over and so the character the San Francisco show they're kind of a personification of that defense yep. and you know what so uh, I'm happy the 49 is are moving on. Yeah, you yeah. know, right. we're, we're both not big fans of Aaron Rodgers, and and it no. sounds bad because I, I there are some other players on that like on the team that I there like. There's some
0: great Packers players. Yeah, there are. But, like Devontae you know, Adams is absolutely. arguably the best wide receiver yeah. in the league. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm happy to see Randall Cobb uh, back yes. on the team and have a chance yes. to be able to do a thing. Aaron Jones is a great running. Aaron back. Jones, he had 128, 29 yeah. yeah. yards yeah. catching in this yeah. game. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and we and we we were went on and on about how good the defense is. Um, I'm not a sour grapes divisional hater. Um, I I certainly wouldn't prefer to see either the Rams and 49ers to make it. But I I, I also take a look at these teams and I recognize them for how great they are right now. And I'm like, these defenses, I love defensive football and this is what you need to be able to get to the end. Yeah. Phenomenal play. One last thing before we leave this game. I want to like stand by what I said that if you told me that there was only one offensive touchdown and it went to the Packers, I still would have picked the 49ers to win the game. Because right. if you specified that it's an only one offensive t- touchdown, I would have said that there's probably a defensive touchdown and that's definitely going to the 49ers. And Robbie Gold has never missed a postseason kick.
1: Yes. And when you got a great, when you got a great. A clutch kicker. A clutch kicker, yeah. yeah.
0: So the last game He's of the weekend, one, one week, one game left. Um, and uh, again, another phenomenal game. Uh, Rams, once again at the very, very end, last last second yep. play, uh, we'll, we'll overcoming the the Brady curse, if you would. Honestly, the, the the individual who I was paying attention to in this game was not an individual on the field, because uh, everybody was looking at Matt Stafford, everybody was looking at Tom Brady. Uh, the kickers were having phenomenal gains. Leonard Fournette did phenomenally in this game, especially in that uh, that second half as well, where he got two touchdowns for the Bucks. Allow me to paint a picture for you. 2016 <laughs> the uh, Patriots Falcons Super Bowl okay uh. third quarter you're up 28 to 3 yeah you're the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons and you're thinking we got this and then you see Julian Edelman make a catch Are that he buying? has no business catching him, and then you're like well I'm sure that's not gonna come back to bite us raheem morris defensive coordinator for the falcons was defense to the coordinator for the rams last night so right. halfway through that third quarter when you're up 27-3 and you see matt uh, when you see uh ryan Suckup kick that first field goal you're like okay it's not i know that it's not like 28-3 to 27-3 and they finally just scored again but clearly this is not going to be anything three minutes later it goes 27-13 to <laughs> about 10, 15 minutes later, it goes 27 to 20. Yeah. Two and a half minutes later, it's all tied up at 27. And all I could think about is, Raheem Morris is going to need therapy. <laughs> this is he, he would not have been this able to live this time. down. Yeah. This would have been the absolute worst thing. And you, all I could think about is, like, how many times can they show me Raheem Morris? Is he sweating? Is he going, not again? Not again. And then, a phenomenal game... For the Rams in the first half, that stagnated in that second half. Yeah. Suddenly, Matt Stafford throws up this amazing pass,
1: and Cooper Cup makes an amazing run. So, yeah. And that was it. So, who's the, who was the defensive coordinator for the Bucks?
0: Defensive coordinator for the Bucks is Todd Bowles. So oh, another, Todd former Bowles. First, okay. uh, another
1: former first, another former head coach. So, like, what was he doing? Like what? Like what? What was that play call? Like you, we we always talk about it. Like prevent defense. I mean, why can't you have some hybrid of the two? Like so. And he hasn't even answered for it. Like what? What is that? Like if I if I was Bruce Arians, BA, I'd be like, what was that? So
0: it's really weird what type of a defense that you want to run because Cooper Cup. Is a fast receiver, but he's not like a blazing fast. I would consider Robert Woods to be more in that ilk, although they probably have Odell Beckham Jr. do that. When you know they're going to be throwing it deep, how do you want to defend it? Do you want to defend it where you've got uh, a bunch of people trying to prevent the to touchdown? Okay, if you do that, then you've got whoever's the best route runner in this case, Cooper Cup. Uh, he's going to get into the open field and he's going to find the spot to be able to get him down to field goal, which is what happened. Uh, if you decide to protect, like, various areas of the field to be able to, like, kind of hedge your bets everywhere, okay, well then, if you're playing that kind of a zone defense, whoever's the fastest to be able to get to the open zone is going to win. So you have to pick and choose at those spots. Now, where it becomes risky if you're going to be going on a hill Mary play is how many people are rushing. How much time does your quarterback have? Historically, on a play that's going to be a Hail Mary, you only usually see three or four rushers going up. And if you've got five linemen and maybe another tight end, holding back to block, your quarterback's going to have all the time in the world. Um, personally, for me, I'd like to see five people blitz right. on something like that so that you cut down the time. Because if you cut down the time, that means that you don't give your receivers as much time to be able to go down the field. Right. Um, I actually want to take this opportunity to be able to complain about, one of the things that I saw a lot in throughout all of the losing teams from this past weekend, and I mentioned zone already once. And zone is where they came in the problem because Cooper Cup found the zone. Do
1: you know how zone versus man defense works in the NFL? I mean, no, not in the NFL, but I knew I know how it works in my proper football, where man is man and zone you're marking an area. Yeah. So, so you're marking a zone.
0: Exactly. So it's the difference between. Matching up against the person or matching up against the area of the field, and in the NFL, if you know that there is a player on the on the offense that is faster than everybody else on your defense, zone tends to benefit you. Right. Because if you're in man, and they just put them on streaks or they put them on uh, drags or they put them on slants, your guys just going to get beat every time. By putting him in zone, that means that there will always be somebody that's looking out for the area that he's going to or heading towards that there can be a tackle that gets made you can give up a lot more yards in zone but you don't give up the big play the prevent is kind of like taking the zone and just making it the spot of the field the entire
1: spot of the field you don't want to get destroyed in this case the end zone right i mean so my my takeaways from this game were I mean again it was a great game the Bucks made a great comeback I think this was this was the game where you really saw how they missed Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and I think the last few games it was it was masked by you know with all due respect you know they were playing the Eagles that you know not the greatest team yeah my takeaway was that mike evans was phenomenal on that last catch he was he was great and the bucks missed those two playmakers and the rams just have a better team yeah but also again the way the rams play they are just and they've done this all year like can you trust matthew stafford like that snap that went back 30 yards you're just like that there's every game it seems there's Two or three plays with the Rams, you're just like, "What are you doing?" They don't, they don't play smart a lot of the time, or there's just screw loose sometimes with the Rams. Yeah. And on paper, they should be in the Super Bowl. They should be in the Championship game because they are that good. Yeah. They have got studs all over the pitch, all over the field, so to speak. And you know, the first half, they ran roughshod all over the Bucks. They were just, uh, and, uh, they were just controlling Better. the game. Yeah, they were just, they just better. They were just, they were just better, and and that is, they are just, they are a better team than the Bucks. And I think a lot of people were saying, okay, they are a much better team than the Bucks, but the Bucks have this guy, and you've got Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford played really well, but he still had a couple of big time mistakes too. He did, and 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 with Matthew Stafford, you just you. It's like you know that, he reminds me slightly of Brett Favre, that he, he's got all the throws, he can do everything, but he, will always, he can always throw it to the other team when you least yeah. expect it.
0: My comment on Matt Stafford is, he is one game away from accomplishing in one season. What he couldn't do in over a decade in Detroit, and that's making it to a Super Bowl. He has that chance this coming week. And he's going to do it in a home crowd, where the home stadium is refusing to sell tickets to anybody outside of the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's no, I mainly that. as a result are of they the COVID restrictions. To do that? Oh, just to or stay, if yeah. they're intentionally saying, hey, we're not selling to the 49ers. Because if you, I don't know if you remember
1: the last game of the season they had, yes, but the 49ers' fans traveled. Well, yeah, but the 49ers are one of those flagship franchise franchises, like State. Green Bay, like Pittsburgh. And I guarantee you, regardless of whether they do that anyway, it will still well. It will still feel like a forty-nine home game because, as a lot of people say, the Rams—they're not—they're not like—they're not, like, they're not a, an American football town. They're late, there's so many other sports No, they're Hollywood. Going their USC, they're Hollywood entertainment. Yeah. Uh, so, but going back to Matthew Stafford, I am happy for him because he—he—he he, he has been a very, very good quarterback. For over a decade and he deserves his shot to get to the Super Bowl. He deserves it, and he he'll get really it this good. weekend. Just like I think I hope Derek Carr does too, eventually. But yeah.
0: So the two best quarterbacks from this past weekend were clearly Mahomes and Allen. Yes. Just clearly those two. Statistically, Matt Stafford was the third best with over a sixty five quarterback rating. Pretty good. Uh, the next best was Joe Burrow within the mid-20s, and everybody else was the teens or lower as wow. far as the rating. Wow. This was not a, overall a great quarterback weekend. No? It was a great team effort weekend, um, with and that includes the Kansas City-Buffalo game because even though the quarterbacks were on display, that could not have happened without the receivers and the line and, like, everybody doing what they needed to do. Overall, stellar weekend. I could not have been happier to have gone 0 for 4 in my picks, <laughs> Biz, you went 1 for 3. So Walk you for crept four. one for four. So you uh, you crept up a little bit. Justin, uh, Justin made up a little bit of ground. He's actually now in the lead of our picks for the rest of the the playoffs. So if he win, if he gets any of the games this weekend right, then he will at the very least clinch ta- uh, clinch a share of first place. Um, Justin has got six picks right this offseason. I've got four all from last week. Uh, Biz, you've got three. Um, it's time for our picks, I think. Let's do it. So, first and foremost, and I want to go ahead and claim that, like, at this particular point, I'm going to be fine with whatever matchup gets there because no matter what, it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. We're not seeing the pa- Bucks. We're not seeing the Packers. Um, I'm going to be rooting for the AFC no matter who makes it. But this is going to be a phenomenal Super Bowl no matter what.
1: Bengals versus Chiefs. It's just, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs. It's now, really I'm hard. so looking forward. I, to me, this is the more interesting game of the two. Um, I There's part of me that hopes the Bengals win. But... I. The best matchup, for the, well, for me, the most exciting game, the most exciting Super Bowl match would be the Chiefs against the Rams. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. And so, because I don't have a horse in the race, I kind of want to see that. But I have this weird feeling that the Bengals and the 49ers are going to win. And it's going to be a rematch of that Joe Montana, boomer size in Super Bowl, uh, or, or in terms of the teams. Ooh. I just, the Chiefs are at home. I just can't pick against them. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't see, you know, what, I mean, even, you know, if you if you say to the Bengals, okay, you're going to be up a, a touchdown with 13 seconds left, would you take that? They'll probably say yes. And it still wasn't enough time. Like you said, you texted so many people saying, did they leave Mahomes too much time in 13 seconds left? And I just, the way the Chiefs played... Um, so, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Right. I'm going to pick the Chiefs in that. Um, I can see the Bengals scoring a lot of points, though. I, I think, think it's going we to can be the yeah. Um I think
0: the success for this game, the, the chance that the Bengals have to win, as I mentioned before, is if the pass rush for the Bengals, which is very good, uh, manages to get to Mahomes. Yeah. Because you have to be able to pressure him You have to not give Tyreek Hill or Pringle or Travis Hel- Kelsey. Time to get into open space, yeah. or else Mahomes is just going to find the open man. So it's yeah. going to be completely on the pass rush for the Bengals to be able yeah. to make this game work. Uh, I'm with you. I actually think that the Chiefs are going to win. I'm rooting for the Bengals, uh, but I, I think that the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, if they do so, then the Chiefs will have gone to back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls after the Patriots went to back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, it's it's an interesting time, kind of this passing of the torch um, of NFL dominance from Brady to to Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes.
1: Yeah. even and Rodgers,
0: if, and, Rodgers. and Rodgers, even if Brady got the Super Bowl over the Super Bowl over Mahomes last year, it's clear that the torch has been passed to Mahomes. Yes, um, Justin's pick, I'm sure it comes to no shock to anybody, being the Cincinnati homer that he is, uh, has picked the Bengals. And Justin, I hope you I hope you get this. I do hope you get this. Um, Biz and I are both gonna be picking the Chiefs
1: and rooting for the Bengals I think. Yeah, rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. See this is, this is uh, if I was a homer I would I would pick oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would pick the Chiefs because I I don't want to pick the team I support when you know they're an underdog because you just you 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 know you don't expect it. Yeah. So but you know that's the thing when Crystal Palace plays I never pick them because I always <laughs> think we're gonna lose. So yeah. And the other game for the weekend, 49ers at Rams. Are, this is also really difficult to pick. It's division rivals that play each other twice a year. And and that's why I think, in a way, how good the teams are just goes out the window. Because we often talk about this even during the season. Rivalry games. Look what happened to Jacksonville <laughs> against the Colts. I mean, we don't need to rehash that. But can I see the 49ers winning yet, actually, quite easily? My, my gut. I'm going to go with the Rams, because again, we saw this against the Bucks. sometimes talent will out, and the, the, the Rams just have way too much talent, they're, they're just a better team on both sides of the ball, apart from the defensive front, now I will say, if San Francisco do what they did to Rodgers, and get that pressure all game, and hold the Rams to 10, 13, 15 points, can I see the 49ers making a game of it, yes I can and you know I know we just talked about it I actually still think it's going to be a bit of a 49er home game because I'm sure there are tons of 49er fans that live in the great Los Angeles area so what they're going to do just like ask who you're going to support before you go in so but I'm going to pick the Rams I think it's going to be a close one Um, but I think I'm going to pick the Rams.
0: Week 18 in LA Matt Stafford was picked off twice and sacked five times. George Kittle and Debo Samuel are arguably—you can make the case that the two of them are at the very best of what their particular positions yeah, are.
1: They're just like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um,
0: Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, like me, Eric Armstead, yeah. a phenomenal Drake Greenlaw. I'll throw into that conversation as well. These are players that have consistently made plays when they matter. Yeah, This is not a team that is exciting to watch in the regular season, but when they get to the end over the past few years, and they're healthy, and that's the key thing, when they're healthy, they go toe-to-toe with the very best of them. I think that this is going to be a repeat of just a few weeks ago. I think the 49ers are taking this game, and we're going to have a Super Bowl rematch from just two years ago. Because I think people forget already that Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, lost to Pat to a Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's it, it's it. He's going to have a chance to and do that four again.
1: Four and he, he had, had a fourth a quarter lead. And he had a 10 point lead.
0: But the 49ers are the team that I tend to root against the most in our division just because they're the <laughs> most. Well, they're the most bitter rival for the Seahawks within the within the division. But I've said this multiple times it is not fun to be dominant in a division when you've got such a big rivalry, if there's no drama to the rivalry. We had four or five years against the 49ers where we would just go into them and we're just like, yeah, we're, we're just gonna shit on you this year. We're just gonna piss on you this year. We're just gonna be the best. And we still dominate the, the 49ers in the regular season. I still think we took both games from this past season against this team that could make the Super Bowl. But that being the case, and let me double check this just to make sure. Lost to the Seahawks both times, yeah. So there's my flex. Uh, but that being the case, the 49ers are I think are playing the best defensive ball out of everybody right now. Yeah. And if you're going against the team, and I I really want Matt Stafford to get to a Super Bowl. Not necessarily the Rams. I want Matt Stafford to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Just like I think the country wants David Carr yeah. or sorry, Derek Carr to get to the Super Bowl.
1: Type of call.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, but you to think me, the 49ers I think are the 49ers it? have it. I think the 49ers have it. There, there,
1: there is part of me that I just think the 49ers are going to ride this wild card wave. They're the underdog. They're going to go on. They're going to make it scrappy. But I just, the Rams have so mu- much talent. Um, Actually, now that I'm looking at this, the 49ers
0: beat the Rams both times they played them this year. Right, and it it's hard to beat the same team three times in a row. Well, you don't get a, a lot of chances to beat them three times in one season, but I think the 49ers. Well,
1: won. well, true, true.
0: Um, Justin agrees with you. Justin is calling for the Rams. He is predicting a Bengals-Rams Super Bowl. I am predicting a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl, and you're predicting
1: a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. Yes, partly because I want that to be because so, I think it'll be the most yeah. fun matchup. But.
0: The only matchup that we don't see
1: is a Bengals-Niners,
0: which is what you said you have a sneaking suspicion may happen. Yes,
1: I do, I do. So no matter what happens,
0: someone's going to say, <laughs> it, so. I knew it,
1: I knew it, I knew it, yeah.
0: yeah. So that's what we've got for this past week. That's what we got for this coming week. Just a quick recap from our playoff challenge that we had. Um, we were making fun, I think, of Nick a little bit because he was so far behind us before but his strategy has paid off uh he jumped ahead as it turns out what his strategy was in round one he picked aaron jones and derrick henry despite both of those players not actually playing because he wanted the multiplier in the second week and it worked out really well with aaron jones who got him a hell of an amount of points for this past week the problem is now he doesn't have either of those players for next week because they've already lost after one game. Let me pull up this uh, the group that I've got here just to be able to take a quick look. So right now, it's really the top four are the ones in control. Nick's got the, the lead right now after yeah. being so far up a fine. Yeah. Uh, 315 points for him. 312 for you. You're right behind him. Yeah. Uh, Jerry and I are uh, combating for third place. He's at 301. I'm at 300 even. With Justin and Spencer in the mid 200s, uh, there's a chance that they can catch up. Times three multipliers will do a lot. Nick's picks, he's got Pat Mahomes, um, he, he lost Derrick Henry, lost Aaron Jones, lost Devontae Adams, and he lost uh, Mason Crosby. He only gets his Chiefs players for next week, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, and, and the Chiefs defense. That's that's not a lot. He's going to lose a lot of multiples. No, he's going to have to, yes. He's hoping he's gonna for gonna a blowout. To, right.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, um, you haven't made your picks for this week. I haven't made week. my picks for this week, but thankfully, I only have to change one person out, believe, which is Aaron Jones. Oh, and, 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 the, the and the Bucks defense. the yeah. defense. Yeah. So, you know, I've and still a lot of So And you're riding Joe
0: Mixon through three weeks now. Yeah, yeah. So, you
1: know, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a good one. So Although pretty
0: one pretty happy with my team. One detriment to you is you pick Tom Brady in week one, but then switch to Mahomes in week two. You're not going to have the multipliers that I think all the rest of us, I think we've all, everybody else in the league has picked. Mahomes or uh, Actually, way. no. Jerry has picked Josh Allen. Wow, Jerry was heavy on the Bills. Oh, Jerry is knocking. Diggs and... and... Jerry's got Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Bass, and the
1: Packers defense. He obviously loved loved the Bills going all the way. He did. He
0: is going to have a hard time um, trying to come back. Likely what he's going to need to do is pick the best performers of the teams that he believes are going to make the Super Bowl, and then, and then hopefully get yeah. those multipliers. Um, I I get only four multipliers as well. I get to keep Mahomes, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase, and the Chiefs defense, which I had the pre, uh, which I've had the past few weeks. All of them are three times multipliers for me. Um, but I picked Cam Akers, yeah, and Cooper uh, and uh, Matt Gay. To be able to fill in their spots. And I decided to pick up Joe Mixon. Uh, I'm kind of hedging my bet a little bit there because I've got a little bit of Chiefs on my team, got a little bit of Bengals on my team, and, and there's not really a way to be able to split it because of all the multipliers. Yeah. Um, my tight end is CJ Uzama. Or Uzama. I, I don't know the correct way to pronounce it. I actually think he has the chance to be able to pop this weekend and yeah, just get no, a massive amount of he's points. A, he's a solid
1: pick. He's yeah. a solid pick
0: at tie so. Um. Anyway that's where we stand with our playoff, challenge. playoff we'll, challenge we'll go into a little bit more detail with that next week and we'll do a bigger recap of the season next week since there will only be two games to cover one game to preview which we don't even have to do next week since there's going to be an entire week bef- gonna be between, two weeks. yeah there's gonna be two weeks yeah. um any shout outs you have before we finish
1: yes i would like to shout out so for the listeners out there my steam co-host was saying how nerdy i am about or geeky about my my pensions for uh, Craft real beer. ale C- uh, cask sorry, sorry. beer cask, cask ale. beer. Uh, in particular. I apologize. So I would like to shout out Camera, which is the campaign for real ale. Here's for you, Camera.
0: Fantastic. And we've been enjoying a couple of cask ales tonight. Um, one of them was really good. The other one, less so good, I think. Less uh, so. So I may have to switch back again. Yeah. The, the, malt, the bitter malt cask ale was really yes. good. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Justin, who we talked about a lot of times, um, assuming everything goes right with schedules. You and I should be recording some fun content with him tomorrow night. True. Um, that's going to be a with project aspects that's of fantasy. with aspects of fantasy to, to it, but it's going to be in a completely different way. Um, we're really excited about participating in, it. I, I, I can't wait to see what's going on. Um, we're going to be stockpiling a little bit of content with that, with Justin, putting all of that together. We'll be sure to talk more about that as that gets developed and we'll let you know once things start to go up. Uh, I can't wait to work on that. Should be fun. Should be fun. Should be fun. And with that, our beers are empty. They are. And um, we have a couple of great games. Yeah. A couple of great games. Cheers. Cheers.